Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, June 15th. On this date in 1864, Secretary of War Edwin Stanton signed an order establishing a military burial ground. That sacred space would become Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia. On this date in 2007, host Bob Barker's final episode of The Price is Right aired on CBS. Barker retired after hosting the show for 35 years. Drew Carey has now been the host for 16 years. And a quick trivia question. On this date in 1963, the first Japanese song topped the U.S. Billboard Top 100 chart. Can you guess which song that was? I'll tell you that answer in just a sec, but first... Let's have a look at that Thursday forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Thursday morning. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovide. Out the door this morning, we are starting out dry. We'll see a partly to mostly cloudy sky. Temperatures warm from around 70 to around 80 by lunchtime and then up into the mid-80s this afternoon. I'll be on the lookout. Spotty shower chance toward lunchtime. Very isolated, though, in nature with a couple of showers and storms possible as we go through this afternoon and into this evening. Rain chance today about 50%. Tomorrow about 30% starts to decrease. Could see a few showers and storms first half of the day, dry second half, and then for our Father's Day weekend, just a small chance of a shower or thunderstorm. It will be hot with highs around 90. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Carlson County deputies are searching for a suspect. They say led them on a chase on I-26. According to the sheriff's office, deputies tried to stop a car in West Ashley around 840 last night when it took off. The chase ended when the driver crashed into a guardrail on I-26 eastbound near the Haygood Street overpass. Officials tell us the driver then ran away from the scene. The search closed down part of the highway, causing a backup for more than an hour. The sheriff's office says they don't know if the suspect is armed. If you have any information, contact law enforcement. The Georgetown County Sheriff's Office wants your help finding a missing man. Authorities say 57-year-old Eddie Hawkins was last seen three weeks ago by his girlfriend while leaving his home on Kent Road. He was wearing a gray hoodie and is about five foot three with gray hair and blue eyes. You can see him there on your screen. If you have any information, call 843-546-546. 5102. The search will soon be underway for the city of Charleston's new police chief. Mayor John Tecklenburg says they will be using the nonprofit Police Executive Research Forum to conduct the search. That's the same organization that found the city's last police chief, Luther Reynolds, five years ago. Reynolds passed away last month after a two year hard fought battle with cancer and City leaders say they want someone to continue his legacy of transparency and community engagement. The application will open next month for 30 days. The city is expecting a lot of applicants, and although they'd like to find someone for this fall, they say they're willing to wait until next year if necessary. The Charleston County School District has officially made an offer for the superintendent position. Board members met yesterday for a special called meeting and voted to offer Dr. Eric Gallian the position. You see him there. The final tally was 6-2 to two with Ed Kelly and Leah Watley voting against the decision. Watley says she disapproved of the selection process and wants to open up their wanted to open the job up to more candidates. Community members have also criticized the process, saying it lacked transparency. 
No contract details have been released, and there's no word on if Galleon will accept the position. Dorchester School District 2 has officially begun the installation of one of its new eSports labs. The executive director of special programs for DD2 tweeted that initial construction is underway at Somerville High School. High demand from students who started their own clubs after school prompted this project. Esports is a billion-dollar industry with a growing number of jobs and scholarships out of high school. The largest arena will be at Fort Dorchester High School and will hold double the number of computers compared to the other high schools. What's being taught in South Carolina colleges could soon be restricted. A bill was introduced on the Senate floor that would prevent certain topics from being taught in public state colleges, specifically lessons about members of a certain race, sex, ethnicity, color, or national origin being superior, privileged, or favored over another. The bill would only apply to state-supported public colleges, universities, or technical colleges. After months of pushing from Governor Henry McMaster, a bill to reform South Carolina's bond system is now headed to his desk. Under this bill, those who commit a violent crime while out on bond for another violent crime will have that initial bond revoked. Lawmakers have made this a top priority this year as they worked out compromises over additional punishments following a conviction. They agreed to add five years to a sentence if the person is convicted of committing the crime while out on bond. McMaster has been asking for this bill in order to close what he calls the revolving door of repeat offenders. Flags will fly at half-staff at the Capitol today under Governor McMaster's orders. The flags will be lowered from sunrise to sunset in tribute to Specialist Jason Reed Haven of the South Carolina National Guard. Haven died in a non-combat-related incident while serving in Operation Spartan Shield. Flags are, of course, flown at half-staff to honor distinguished service and supreme sacrifice. McMaster has requested that other state buildings follow suit. Proving investigations into the deaths of children. That's the goal the Charleston County Coroner's Office says they have to help find out why so many children under the age of one are dying. Just last year, the coroner's office says it had 25 deaths in children under 17, and most of them were under the age of one. Now they're hoping to get a CDC grant that could make all the difference. Nick Reagan joins us live from the Charleston County Coroner's Office this morning to tell us more about why this funding could be so crucial. Good morning, Nick. Yeah, good morning, Katie. You know, the Charleston County Coroner says that she no longer wants to use taxpayer money to try and give these families the answers that they're looking for. Instead, she says that, that money could be coming from the CDC to do these autopsies, to get these results for these children, even with that limited amount of medical uh, background history. Now, the grant, grant money will fund a specialist to join the coroner's office that uh, would conduct reviews of child death cases. That person would then put together an annual report that would be uploaded into the national report uh, that would be uploaded into the National uh, Center of Fatality Review and Prevention. Now, this job's currently handled by DSS, but the Charleston County Coroner, Bobby Joe O'Neill, says that this data can now be turned in real time. The grant would also provide funding for specialty testing on children, such as genetic and neuropathology, to get better accuracy on the cause of death. Right now, they have a pilot grant that wraps up in June, but if this new grant is awarded, it would last five years starting in October with the fourth and fifth years of the grants also adding neighboring low country counties to their data. And so if we can bring in some funding where we can speak for those children that reside here in Charleston County, their families, 
um, and bring data back that maybe we can improve our prevention, then that's a really good thing for the coroner's office to be involved in. Now, the uh, grant will be reviewed by the Charleston County Finance uh, Committee tonight, but then it will need to be approved by the full county council before it can be awarded. Reporting in Charleston, Nick Reagan, Live 5 News. Former President Donald Trump will be making a visit to the Palmetto State. The city of Pickens announced Trump will host a campaign event during the city's Independence Day celebration July 1st. According to officials, he'll, he'll appear with state lawmakers and other special guests. Gates for the event will open at 9 a.m. and Trump is expected to speak at 1 o'clock that afternoon. In addition to the remarks from the former president, the event will include fireworks and performances. Trump is also getting a fundraising boost on the heels of his federal indictment. Trump reportedly raised more than $2 million at an event just hours after his arraignment in Miami. Reports say the money was raised at a fundraiser with high-end donors. Trump denies any wrongdoing and has pleaded not guilty to 37 charges involving his handling of classified documents. Senator Tim Scott returned to the Iowa campaign trail as he moves to boost himself as an optimistic alternative to former President Donald Trump. Scott spoke about his path from a southern low-income household to senator, saying it shows hard work leads to a better future. He's working to position himself as a positive figure in the growing field of Republican presidential candidates. One way he's doing so is by proposing a slightly less strict abortion ban than the six-week ban signed into law and then halted here in South Carolina. I'm running for president of the United States because I believe, I know, America can do for anyone what she's done for me. If I was president of the United States, I would start the conversation with a limit of 15 weeks and then try my best to win the hearts and minds of the American people to get it any, any more conservative. Fellow Senator Lindsey Graham also introduced legislation for a 15-week abortion ban, while many Republican lawmakers call for more restrictive limits or total bans. Another Floridian is entering the presidential race. Republican Miami Mayor Francis Suarez reportedly filed his paperwork to enter the contest. He'll speak today at the Reagan Library in California, where it's likely he'll officially announce his candidacy. Suarez is just the latest to enter what is becoming an increasingly crowded pool. His entry makes him the third from Florida, alongside Governor Ron DeSantis and former President Donald Trump. At the beginning of the show, I told you on this date in 1963, a Japanese song topped the U.S. Billboard Top 100 chart for the first time. That song was Sukiyaki by Q Sakamoto. The song would sell more than 13 million copies. Celebrating birthdays today, actor Jim Belushi is 69. Actress Julie Haggerty from Airplane is 68. Actress Eileen Davison from The Young and the Restless is 64. Actress Courtney Cox from Friends is 59. Rapper, actor Ice Cube is 54. And actor Neil Patrick Harris from How I Met Your Mother is the big 5-0 today. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I hope you have a great Thursday. We're almost there to the end of the week. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.